Hi, my name is Joel Knox. I'm the senior pastor at the Vineyard Church of Brenham in Brenham, Texas. I'm so glad you're interested in our podcasts. This media is completely free to you, so you can share it with anyone else, however you'd like. Our church is located at 1401 South Bluebell Road in Brenham at the corner of Tom Green Street next to the Bluebell Creamery and across from the Bluebell Aquatic Center. You can also find us on the web at vineyardbrenham.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Vineyard Brenham. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, that was the incomparable Bing Crosby singing Auld Lang Syne. And it's a Scottish phrase which literally means old long since. Now, in our English vernacular, it means days gone by. Now, another Christmas and another year, and here we are again looking at a new year. And I think I'm feeling it a little bit more this year because I turned 50 just a few months ago. There's just something about that, you know, that those milestone birthdays that just kind of get your attention. And... 50 definitely got my attention this year. Well, I saw a post over the past few days. I think Amanda posted this. She's had some really funny posts during the holidays. I just had to point that out. But I think it kind of sums up, at least for me, how 2018 went in terms of, of how it passed. Go ahead and show that if you would, Joseph. January, 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 March, April, May, July, August, September, October, November, Christmas. Well, I, 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 it was a lot funnier whenever I saw it. I, 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 and that's, that's, that's why I wanted to share it with you, and I guess you're not impressed. But it just seems like, you know, like, like the, first, the first couple of months just seemed to drag by, and then all of a sudden it's the middle of the year, and the next thing you know, we're getting ready for the holidays. You know, it, it's, it's just been that kind of year. But for us here in the church, and I mentioned this already, it's been a pretty good year for our church. And for many, I, I think some of us could say that 2018 was a, was a pretty good year personally. But I also know a lot of people who say that 2018 was awful. It was terrible. They experienced loss and hardship in ways that, that they just haven't experienced probably any other time in their lifetime. And for those people, 2018 couldn't get finished fast enough. Now, I, I went back to look at my first sermon from 2018 as I was getting ready for this, this service. And that sermon was about vision for this year. And if you remember, I called it 2018, the year of the visible community. And I was reading it and I started asking myself, well, how did we do in terms of the goals that we set for ourselves? <laughs> Well, I think we did. I think we did a lot of good things. And did we get to do everything we wanted to do? Mm, not necessarily, but we did a lot. And were there things we forgot 
along the way. And I started looking and then, yeah, we kind of did. Now, these are fair questions to be asking ourselves because, you know, if you want to, if you want to set goals, you have to be able to assess, okay, this is where we've been and this is where we want to go. And so, I, I, I want to share with you, and, and, I, and I started looking at this, and, I started, and, I, and I, I, it was something I was doing myself, and I think it might be something that might be beneficial for us as a church. And, and, I, I, and forgive me, I didn't think enough ahead, but I, I, was, I was just came up with this document, and then Richard asked me before the service, I, I, I had it in the notes that I, I give to the guys in the booth, and he said, well... Do you think you might want to share this with everybody? Because there's a lot of stuff there. And it, okay, so we printed some. They're on the back table back here, but I, I don't think I printed nearly enough. But if if you'd like to look at these, you, you don't have to get them now. But I'll, I'm just going to read through this just to, to point out some of the highlights. But but I, I think these are things that we could celebrate that that took place this year, starting in January. Danelle and I became senior pastors, and in, on the on the seventh, that was Vision Sunday. I that's where I talked about that w- this would be the year of the visible community, and in that in that message, I just planted a seed, and and it was really it was just something that I I felt like would be, you know, this would be great if we could do this, and I mentioned that I'd like to see us start a clothing pantry or excuse me, a, a food pantry and a clothing closet. Well, I, I think you know, Lavina kind of took that and ran with it, and there have been people that have been volunteering, and that thing has been giving and giving and giving to our church and to our community. So that's really significant to me. I mean, it's just a year ago that, that this got started, and it, and it all came from just talking about just vision, like what we would like to see. So anyway, we started our first trimester of community groups in January, and we had Main Street Live, that was the group that was meeting at our church, or our house, Uh, Financial Peace, TPM Training, the Gospel of Ruth, the Jackson Street Homies, um, Women's Bible Study, Potter's House, and we also, we we added some new members. Uh, Mike and Kathy Eason joined our church. And Deanna joined our church, and and Shauna and, and and Brian Marshall they they moved all the way from Arizona and then became part of our church. You know it, it, that was that was, it, it seems like you guys have been here forever, and it's just just been a year. Yeah. So yeah. So, but anyway, and, and I, but there there's other things here. Like in February, we went to this this um, the women's event. There was a um, no, not we. The, the women went and, and, and got to participate in worship with, with ladies from all across the southeast region. And it was just really an awesome thing for them. And, and I'm, I'm sure if you asked any of the ladies who were there, they'd tell you a lot of good things happened while they were there. So, and then um, in March, we had our men's retreat. Dennis likes to call it advance. Um, out at Watts Ranch, we had about 20 guys out there and just, just had a great time of, of just building some community. Um, in March was my first visit to Burton ISD, and I, I've I've talked a little bit about going over to Burton, but it's just been really neat to to be part of what's been going on over there in that community. Well, Georgia, you you used to be an administrator in the school district, 
And it, it was just amazing just to go. Um, Randy Wells, his, he works with, with Faith Mission. He had been going over, but he's, he's also involved in, in Brenham. So there wasn't really a lot of opportunity for him to go to Burton. And so he and I went over there and, and, and got to meet these folks. And it's like, man, there's, there's such a need over here. They, 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 they need somebody to, to kind of pastor them. And, and, and they wanted a, a football chaplain. And that, I got to do that. But it was just really neat through the year of building relationships in that community. And, and it, it just opened the doors. It was amazing just, just, had, just being welcomed. But anyway, in, in March, I, I joined the, uh, the Washington County Ministerial Association. And I started open. They, they have ministers from the Ministerial Association open up prayer for the commissioner's court every Tuesday. And so I was involved at least once a month, because you, you go to the meetings, you got to sign up to pray in the commissioner's court. That's just how it works. And so uh, since I was a new guy, I think they got me in like, like each, each month. But, um, and then we also, um, we had the Easter picnic at, at the Hunters. Incidentally, that's going to be the last time, or that was the last time that we'll have the, the picnic at their, at their place. This year for Easter, we're going to have... Easter in the park, Fireman's Park. We're going to have our picnic there. We're going to—I mean, it's going to be a blowout. It's going to be awesome. But and I'm supposed to be talking about backwards, but but that's going to be really really neat. It's again a way to be visible in our community. So that that's coming in in April, right? Is that when April? Okay, all right. So anyway, I'm I'm going to hurry through this list, and it's back there in the back, but. Um, we had three baby dedications. Well, actually, two babies and one child dedication. And, that, that's, and that's just perfectly fine. Well, um, Ella Grace Blessinger and then uh, Olivia Falk. And I've got the dates down there for them. And also for, for Kaylee. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, this... Oh, and I, and I completely, I completely, completely, completely forgot. I, I knew I would forget somebody. But Trinity was also dedicated this past year. So did I forget anybody else? I, I, now, now I feel bad. Well, anyway, yeah, yeah oh, yeah, that, that's right. That, that's coming soon. So, um, but yeah, there, there, was, uh, there, there were just a lot of things that we did this last year. And I, I, can I just read, I want to read to you what we did in December. I didn't really want to take a lot of time, but, but, I, but I, I want to read for you what we did in, in, in December. First of all, we entered a float into the, into the Christmas Day, or the Christmas parade. How many of you know we won? We won Best Lights. And you know what was really, really, really awesome? We, we participated in the food giveaway, that taking meals to the shut-ins on, on Christmas Day. The lady that we went to see had been in the hospital. And we, we went up to the door. She had just been home for a few days. We went up to the door and we introduced ourselves, brought in the food, and we're just, just talking to her. And, and we told her, well, we're from the, the, the Vineyard Church of Brenham. Oh, you're the church that's over on the corner across from the aquatic center. Sounded like an ad. Like, wow. Yeah, that's us. And, and didn't y'all win something for, for a float that you put in the parade? She, she described our, our, our float perfectly. I mean, it was just so awesome. And, and again, this was just part of just being part of visible in, in our community. And how many of you participated in the Salvation Army bell ringing this year? 
Well, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one, the ones who did it aren't here. But there were a lot of people that, that participated in that, and and it, it's it's again, it's a great opportunity to give back to our community. And then we we had um, the, the uh, tamale making party for the Christmas party. How many of you were involved in that? And Lupe, we 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 got our signals crossed, and she came ready to to make, and and they were, we were already done. So that was that that was on us. But uh, but we we made the tamales, and then we had our our third, uh, second third second second annual church Christmas party. We had our third annual Christmas Eve service just a few days ago. And, and one last thing, um, Deborah, would you tell me, how many angels did we have on the, on, on the angel tree this year? I meant to ask you this beforehand. Forty-something. Well, these are, these are families in our church, outside of our church, people that we've connected with in the community, and that we're giving back to. So... Um, and, and we also, that we had folks that, that participated in the, the Christmas Day meal giveaway. We had folks participate in the Thanksgiving Day meal giveaway or uh, delivery with, with Faith Mission. And, and I, I, I just can't say just how excited that I am to be at this point in the year to look back and, and see just all the things that, that we were, were part of in our community. Now... That's not bad for our first year, I, I think. And so what I want to do, I, I started thinking in terms of, of, of looking back, and so I want to go back and just visit my sermon that I preached back in, in, in January. And I'm going to call this one 2018, the year in review. How did we do? Now my text in January was from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2. And it's, Jesus said... Who would patch old clothing with new cloth? For the new patch would shrink and rip away from the old cloth, leaving an even bigger tear than before. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins, for the wine would burst the wineskins, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. New wine calls for new wineskins. 2018 was a year of change for our church. I mean, you'd got us as, as new pastors. And so we'll, we'll leave that. Um, and change can be hard. But change is actually good for us. The only, the only alternative to change is dying. Did you know that? Nobody really wants to die, but the only things that don't change are already dead. Now, looking at the text, Jesus didn't come to patch up our old life and just call it as good as new. He came to give us a new life, a transformed life. And a transformed life requires change. And change involves action. And as the Apostle Paul told the Corinthian church, the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It's living by God's power. Now back in January, I listed a few things that I wanted to focus on this year. And the first of those was making prayer 
a priority. Acts chapter 2 verse 42 says of the first century church, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship and to the sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Now, these are the goals that I, that I set for, for prayer in 2018. The first thing was that I wanted our community groups. Anytime that we got together as a community group or as we get together with, with a group of people that's, that's organized as part of our church, to make time for corporate prayer and ministry whenever we come together. Now, I can't speak for every group, but I, I think just about every group this past year, whenever we got together, we, we took, the, took a moment to at least pray for the needs that were present, right? How many of you would say that for your group? We prayed for each other. And at times, whenever they, they, folks needed ministry, that we'd pray for one another. We made sure that before we left, that we prayed for whatever was going on. Well, another thing that I wanted to see was scheduling a time for corporate prayer prior to our, our Sunday morning service. And, and I, I looked at that and was like, well, yeah, we've, I've been telling our, our worship team and our tech team and, and the people that are involved in, in greeting and whatnot to, to meet over here at the cross at 10 o'clock in the morning. And... This morning it was kind of funny because we had, had music going in our ears and it's kind of hard to pray whenever you've got, got pounding music, you know, had that, that oh, the, our, our bumper music, I like to call it, it was going and had a really rocking song. It's kind of hard to pray whenever you've got that in your ears. But we, we've been trying to do that, but I, I would like to see us do that more, that where we would gather together and, and pray for our, our time together. And, and, but but that, that's still something that we're working on. I'd also talked about scheduling a monthly corporate prayer meeting. And that actually kind of devolved into being like a, a quarterly meeting. And, and there, were, there, there was some attendance. And, and this is one of the things that I'm going to be talking about whenever we, we have our meeting together is, is trying to find a time that works for everybody so that we can, we can meet together and, and, and pray. Because there's power whenever we get together and pray. You know, the agreement that we have together when we, when we pray together is, is a powerful thing. And also, to, to learn to be quick to offer to prayer with anyone, anywhere. And I think that's something that we're still working on. And we always have room for improvement. There's, there's always going to be times where we feel like, oh man, I, I, I should have taken the opportunity to, to ask that person to pray for them. How many times have you been you're talking to somebody and they're, they're talking about, oh, you know, I've been in the hospital and this hurts and that hurts or whatever. Well, can we pray for that? And I, I want us to get better at that. I want to get better at that. I want to be, be willing to, to just, just pray whenever the opportunity presents itself. And I said this back in January. Prayer needs to be our starting point, not just our last resort. So as we go forward, I, I want us, I, I'm going to be putting this in front of us that, that, to make sure that we're, we're praying, that, that we have the opportunities to pray. Because did you know this? The last thing that the devil wants is for us to pray. Yeah. 
We can talk about praying. We can, we can read Scripture. We can do all those things. But when we pray, it shakes the kingdom of darkness. And it rocks the kingdom of hell. So, so we're going to continue to focus on prayer as we go into 2019. The second area of focus that I, I talked about in, in January had to do with care for widows, orphans, and the elderly. In James chapter 1, the brother of the Lord said, Religion that our God, our Father, accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. And in the Gospel of Matthew, Jesus was talking about the final judgment where God separates people like He separates sheep from goats. Remember this this passage? And the criteria for who was being separated to the right hand and to the left hand had to do with how they cared for the ones that Jesus called the least. Now to put that in our terms, these are the ones that society overlooks or ignores. So who are these people? And this is what I was talking about in January. These are widows. They're single, divorced women that are in our our community. Those are the present-day widows. Single parents, grandparents, extended family who are raising children or grandchildren that are in our community. Poor families with small children. Orphans, adopted and foster children, the elderly, those who are shut in and are infirm. And as it was brought to our attention this year, the deaf and the non-English speakers who are in our society. And this is what I said that I, I wanted us to do in 2018. First of all, we need to ask God to show us who the needy are. And make a list. And we've done that. But I think we need to expand our list. And we need to look out and and see where God is leading us and who God is bringing into into our circle. And we also need to set up, and this is where it came in, the food and clothing pantry. And this is the words I used. And it I should have used the word closet, but that's what it was to share with those within our body. And that's, that's what we did. We've seen the outcome from that. And there's been some amazing things that have come through that, that closet. And also, schedule visitation and ensure individual health and safety and connection of those who are unable to join us in corporate services. And this is one of the areas where we need a lot of work. We need, we need to be better about keeping up with those that, that aren't here for whatever reason. And at some point, provide services like car care, carpentry, plumbing, and household repairs to these people who, who are unable to take care of those things themselves. But we can help them because we have the, the ability to, to do so. And by all means whenever we come in contact with these folks, to ask them, how can we pray for you? 
How can we pray for you? How can we agree with you for what, what you want to see God do in your life? So, in that, in that regard, we've, we've done pretty good, but there's still some room for improvement as we go into 2019. And the last thing is the third area of focus is outreach. Touching the least, the lost, and the lonely outside of our church. Now in Luke chapter 15, Luke, the, the gospel of Luke, Luke says, Tax collectors and other notorious sinners often came to listen to Jesus teach. And this made the Pharisees and the teachers of religious law complain that he was associating with such sinful people, even eating with them. So Jesus told them this story. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them gets lost, what will he do? Won't he leave the ninety-nine others in the wilderness and go to search for the one that is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he will joyfully carry it home on his shoulders. Can you just see that picture of putting that, that sheep up on his shoulders? And when he arrives, he will call together his friends and his neighbors saying, Rejoice with me because I have found my lost sheep. And in the same way, there's more joy in heaven over one lost sinner who repents and returns to God than over 99 others who are righteous and haven't strayed away. Now, you've got to understand, the, the Pharisees were criticizing Jesus for the people he was hanging out with. You know, you're supposed to be a religious teacher. You're supposed to be a godly man. Why are you hanging out with these people? Can't you see that they're sinners? Can you, can you imagine that, that conversation? What it sounded like? And Jesus responded by telling this story. And the funny thing is, I don't think they even got the point. Oh. Well, I don't think they got the point. The people Jesus was spending His time with were lost. They were lost. They had no hope. Now, what if these people were somebody that you cared about? In terms of the Pharisees, what if this was somebody that you cared about? Wouldn't you want them to have the opportunity to be saved? And that, that's the same question that Jesus is asking. Wouldn't you want them to have an opportunity to find life? We're all God's children, even the lost ones. So as we, as we look at what, what our goals were in, in, in 2018, there were, there were a few things that we did. First of all, we, to expand our outreach at Regency. And, and I, I think we, we did that. We, we had two cookouts there. We had the, uh, the, the angel tree. Some of those gifts went to, to children who were living there with their families. And we also had our first pop-up from the, the closet. The second time that we went out, we actually took clothes to the Regency and, and gave, them, gave them away. I mean, it was, it was an awesome thing. It was, and it, it's, I'd love to see us going back out there and doing that again and again and again. 
Another thing that we did, we, we started partnering with Faith Mission and Salvation Army and, and other local ministries. And that expanded our scope. One of the things that we found out this year, you know, I mentioned the thing about the, the pantry. Well, there are so many, I, I didn't realize this, there are so many churches in our, in our, our community, churches and, and, and nonprofit groups who already provide food to give away to those who are needy. So instead of us trying to reinvent the wheel, we just partner with them. And it's, it's been an amazing thing to see how God is using that. You know, and there, there are some people that, that we already are connected to that are being ministered to, but we also know some folks that they're not really connected with, and so we, we, we can continue to partner with them to make sure that those needs get met. That's how it works, you know, and we can, we can do that whenever we don't care about who gets the credit, you know? It's an awesome thing. So we're, we're doing it, and we're, we're learning our way through it, and hopefully we'll get better and better at it. And then the, 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 the last thing that I listed was the connection with Blinn College and with Brenham Public Schools. Well, and one of the things, and it's in here, and I didn't, I didn't read it on the list, but this year's Blinn move-in was a smashing success. And I, I, I called and talked to, to Bill the day before, and, and he, I think he was kind of dreading it. And, but we, we partnered with, with Faith Mission, and we partnered with Mount Rose Missionary Baptist Church. And part of that, and then and, uh, Randy Wells was involved with, there, and, and he enlisted the, the football coach who enlisted the entire football team to help us move into two dorms. And I, you have to understand, this is a big deal because, I mean, you got football guys doing what we were trying to do before. And so we got to be the good guys and just hand out water. It was amazing. And so this is, this is one of those things that they're like, oh, we've got to do this again next year. So, you know, it, it's exciting to see what, what God's doing in these, these kinds of connections. And then the other thing, you know, I, I was looking at trying to get in, in, into the Brenham schools, and we, we, we participated in, the, in the, the dabs, the donuts and blessings. And, and we had a group that went over to Alton Elementary, and we handed out donuts. I didn't realize that little kids, or so many little kids, don't like donuts. We had all these donut holes, and nobody wanted any. But we were there, we were, we were blessing them as they came in, and it was just a really awesome, awesome opportunity just to, to show the love of Jesus, these, these kids going into school on their first day. And then we also got to do that over in Burton, and it was really awesome there because it's a small school, and so you get to see everybody in the morning. And so we were, same thing over there though, you know, it's like, doesn't anybody like donut holes? But, but anyway, it was, it was an exciting thing. And so, so we're, in some ways, we're, we're, we're making strides and we're, we're, we're getting involved and we're seeing God use us in, in, in some of the areas where we want to focus. And, and now that we're kind of doing these things, we need to be looking at, okay, God, how, how much farther can we go? How, how much wider can our, our, our scope be? So... Now, there's one thing that I want to, want to share with you, and then, then, then I, I'm going to be done. But getting involved in the community is part of becoming a missional church. Now, what do I mean by missional church? That involves taking a posture of thinking, behaving, 
and practicing living like a missionary in order to engage with others with the gospel message. And doing that as a church. Now, now what, am I, what am I saying by that? That we, we start looking at how we're living and, and we try to think in, in terms of how can I reach the people who are around me? Now, I'm, I'm the pastor and so I'm supposed to be the guy that's doing that kind of stuff, right? You, you want me to be doing that. You want me to be looking at our community in terms of, you know, can, meeting people in the, the grocery store or meeting people at, you know, while I'm waiting for, for my tires to get rotated at Discount Tire. But how many of you know you could do the same thing too? You can share the gospel with, with whoever you come in contact with. You know, it, it'll probably be more effective if you are talking to your, your neighbor and you invite your neighbor to come to church than if you send me over there and invite them to church. You know, because who wants to have some some stranger come knock on the door? Hey, come come see our church. You know, I I think you'd love it. Well, I think it'd be more effective if if we invite our neighbors ourselves. And so, so th- this is this is what I want us to be thinking about as we go into into twenty nineteen. How can God use us? How can God use me? Spread the gospel. Because guess what? People who don't go to church, you can, you can wait for them to, to just, just come on their own. It's not going to happen. Things have changed in our culture where, you know, people might have grown up in the church and then they, they kind of get out of church and then they, they want to get back in. It, it doesn't work that way anymore. People need to be invited. And, in, and it's, it's, it's amazing what happens whenever you invite somebody. If, if you invite a neighbor, if you invite a coworker, if you invite a friend... And you just say, hey, would you come to church with me? I think it's something like 80% of folks that just get asked will come to church if they get asked. But I think we've gotten to a place where we don't think we need to ask anymore. So I want to encourage us in that, that, that in, the, in the coming year, that we would be, become a church that invites, that become a church that shares what God's been doing in our lives with with people we come in contact with. Now, as, as just a closing, I would like to thank each and every person who's been part of our church this year. If you've participated in, in outreach, and if you've participated in anything that we've done, I want to thank you. Because the church is not a building. It's not this building. This is where we meet, and it's, it's a focal point for where we, where we gather together. But this isn't the church. The church is all of us together. The, the church is all of us sharing and representing who Jesus is. I think we've got, had a great year, and I, I'm also expecting that 2019 is going to be even better. And so I, I just want to ask you today to commit with me as we go into 2019 to be part of what God is doing here in our community and in our, in, through our church. Can we stand together this morning?